Here we are, back with a new edition of Jazz Collector Live. I am your host, Al Perlman, and we are live this week on tape on Saturday nights at 8. Um, it's Sunday nights at 8. I'm off to a bad start already. i got to get my act together here. And we're on WTBR-FM Pittsfield 89.7. And we're also available as a podcast on the DB- WDBR website and also at my site at jazzcollector.com. So if you get nothing else from listening to this show, I hope you'll at least get an appreciation for John Coltrane. So we're going to start with uh, John Coltrane. You say you care. Thank you. 
So that uh, was You Say You Care. And it features John Coltrane on tenor saxophone, Red Garland on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, Arthur Taylor on drums, recorded on February 7th, 1958, just three days after my fifth birthday. What do you know? And it originally appeared on the album Soul Train, Prestige 7142, which happens to be my favorite Coltrane record on the Prestige label. Now, that's important because we are going to be focused on John Coltrane on the Prestige label. And uh, it'll be an interesting show, I think. Um, and I've played uh, this record on, um, on one of my shows before. It was actually my seventh show. It aired on July 23rd, 2023, if you want to go and check it out. You can look it up as a podcast on either WTBR-FM or on jazzcollector.com. But actually, don't do that. (laughs) And there's a reason for that. I am now on show number seven, 37. That was number show seven. And as I look back on all of the shows I've done, that was the one show that I wish I could take back. And it's not because of the music. It's definitely not because of the music. But it was the condition of the records, which I aim to remedy on this show today. I will fix, fix it. Um, How am I going to do that? Well. I'll tell you, but I'm not going to tell you right now because I just want to play another song because I'm really into the um, this Coltrane mode, Coltrane head. This is also from 1958. It's a song that's called My Ideal. It was um, recorded on June 11, July 11th, 1958 with John Coltrane on tenor saxophone, Wilbur Harden on trumpet, Red Garland on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, Jimmy Cobb on drums. It was originally issued on the album Baya, Prestige 7. 7353 so let's hear my ideal
say but i want to get some more music in so let's go to theme for ernie from the uh, soul train album Thank you. 
Just, just beautiful theme for Ernie. This is Al Perlman. This is Jazz Collector Live, WTBRFM. We'll be right back. Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. Proud to support high school arts and sports programs. Greylock Federal. Opportunity grows here with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from Evco Hypnosis. Want to lose weight, quit smoking, sleep better, or relieve stress and anxiety? Evco Hypnosis is here to help you become happier, healthier, and stronger. Call 413-212-0283 or go to evcohypnosis.com. That's E-V-C-O hypnosis.com. All right. So I kind of mentioned that this show is to fix some (laughs) mistakes I made on a previous show. So that show that I'm talking to was uh, July 23rd. And the theme was Coltrane playing standards on the Prestige label. And, you know, it was only my seventh show. And it was early in my career as a vinyl spinner on the radio as a DJ. And I made some mistakes. So, number one, I didn't clean the records before I brought them into the studio. Not good. Number two, I didn't bring a stylus cleaner into the studio, so whatever dust was on the records kept piling up and piling up during the course of the show. And then three, even after I played a track from a record and I knew that there was surface noise, I went back to that record again because I was just kind of hoping that it would not be happening. And, you know, Soul Train was the biggest example of that. So when I, you know, listened back to that show... You know, I kind of hear myself, I'm like, I'm apologizing for the surface noise, and I'm saying, oh, this Coltrane music is so beautiful, I, I wish you could hear it, but, you know, there's surface noise, and it's it's really the only show where I, when I listen back to it, I kind of cringe, and I don't want to listen to it anymore, <laughs> which it, which is a shame, because it's actually, it was, it was, the music was great, and it was actually one of the most popular shows on my website, with, it had more than 355 unique visits, which is, you know, pretty good for one of the, my podcasts, um, on you know, on my regular posts, I sometimes get as many as fourteen or fifteen hundred unique visits, but um, but that doesn't happen all that often. I have to be writing about something really interesting. Um, anyway, I love the music I played on that show, and I, I I felt bad about it, so I I'm using this show to correct it. And there's a way that I've figured out how to correct it, and I will tell you that after I play one more song, but I'm trying not to talk too much because i got all this great Coltrane um, music to play, so I'm going to play another one from Soul Train, and this one I didn't play yet on any of the shows, so this will be a new one, and it's called Good Bait. It's the Ted Dameron song. It features John Coltrane on tenor saxophone, Red Garland on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, Arthur, Arthur Taylor on drums, recorded February 7th, 1958, and here's Good Bait. Thank you. 
good bait. So, so how did how did it happen? How did I fix from show seven to thirty-seven get all these records into pristine mint condition? Well, I'll tell you the story. So, one of the perks of having my own website and my own radio show is, you know, on occasion I'll get a call or an email from a public relations person who's working for one of the record labels, and you know, they might offer me something like a free copy of a new release of a record if I write about it on jazzcollector.com. But I, I don't usually do these because I most of the material that's offered to me is not something I'd normally write about. And, I you know, I want to be ethical about it. I don't want to take something under false pretenses like I'm going to write about it or talk about it. So I usually say no, except this was an exception. About six years ago, I get a call or an email from Craft Recordings. And at the time, Craft Recordings was a new one-year-old division of the Concord Music Group, which is best known here as Concord Jazz. And because they were new and they were issuing a lot of jazz in beautiful packaging, you know, they, they were eager to get publicity among the jazz cognoscenti. And I happened to be a respected member of the jazz cognoscente, cognoscente <laughs> as the provider of, of one of the preeminent jazz collector websites, jazzcollector.com. So they reached out to me about an eight-record set that was called simply Coltrane 58. Now, you can imagine... I jumped at the chance to get a promotional copy. I did. I, I haven't listened to it because I have all the original pressings of these, but not all my original pressings are in such great condition. So as I was thinking, how do I fix that show from, you know, back in July, I said, ooh, look at that beautiful box set I have sitting here on my shelf and I can do that and I can play Soul Train and there's not going to be any surface noise and I can play Lush Life and there's not going to be any surface noise. So that's what I did. I brought that beautiful box set in with me today. It's not easy <laughs> managing it in the studio because it is a big box set. Um, it doesn't fit anywhere, but but that's my problem, not yours. And, um, and everything that I'm playing for you today is uh, from that box set, Coltrane 58. I'm going to look at the cover again just to make sure I've got it right. Yes, it's just Coltrane 58, and it says the Prestige Recordings. I'm going to describe it. I'm going to talk about it. Let me, let me do two things first. Let me take my break, because it's time for another break. Then I'm going to play the very first track that Coltrane recorded. Um, on Well, maybe not first track, but it was the first date of uh, 1958 in the Prestige catalog from uh, the uh, Rudy Van Gelder studio. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me take the break, and then I'm going to play Lush Life from uh, the Lush Life album, and then I'll talk more about this box set. So let's let's do the break first. This is Jazz Collector Live. This is Al Perlman. This is WTBR FM 89.7 Pittsfield. Support for WTBR comes from MyCom Federal Credit Union. 101 Fence Street in Pittsfield, where their mission is to continue to promote the principle of people helping people while providing services that meet the diverse and ever-changing needs of their membership. MyCom Federal Credit Union, online at mycomcu.org. Hey, bud, let's party. <laughs> WTBR. All right, Jazz Collector Live, WTBR. So now we're going to Lush Life, the song written by Billy Strayhorn. He wrote it when he was a teenager amazingly right if you ever listen to the lyrics you can listen to the lyrics on the john coltrane and johnny hartman album so you can stick with coltrane and listen to the lyrics of lush life 
But that's from 1962, 1963. This is from 1958, recorded January 10th, 1958. It features John Coltrane on tenor saxophone, Donald Byrne on trumpet, Red Garland on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Lewis Hayes on drums. Lewis Hayes must have been like a, also a teenager here when he um, played the drums on this record that was originally issued as Lush Life, Prestige 7188. Here we're listening to it from the Kraft recording. And here we go. Thank you. 
Thank you. 
I forgot how great that track is. I just, I love it. You know, when I first started buying jazz records, it was in the early 1970s. And the original versions and pressings of these prestiges were no longer on the shelves. But they reissued a lot of this stuff. And Lush Life was one of the uh, albums they re- reissued. I remember it had that like a blue cover. And it was just called Lush Life. And it might have even been reprocessed stereo, but it didn't matter to me at the time because I just wanted to hear the music. And um, I remember putting that on and thinking, oh, this is just great. And then, you know, as as you build your collection and other records come in, sometimes, you know, great records get, you know, buried in the collection. But this one didn't get buried. I just wound up listening to the other side more frequently because the other side was pretty interesting because it was recorded in 1957. So it's not part of this set. I'm, I, so I'm not going to play anything from the night, you know, because it, this is all from 1958, but that was from 57. And it was a, a date where, you know, they, they booked the Van Gelder studio and Coltrane showed up and Paul Chambers showed up and Philly Joe Jones showed up and they're waiting and they're waiting and there's no Red Garland. So they just decided to go ahead and record uh, three tracks without Red Garland, and um, those are those are very interesting. So, and it's you know it's like someone in love. It's, it's some great stuff, and um, you know I just wind up listening to that side. That's what happens with vinyl, and I haven't listened to the Lush Life side in, in, in a little bit of a while. So, and partly also because you know of the condition of my records. So, not everyone's in perfect condition. So, anyway, this was great. I I really enjoyed sitting here in the studio with my headphones on, just enjoying that. It was a great, great track. Everybody played beautifully on that. Okay, so where am I? So, so oh, I was talking about the box set. So, the box set's a bit of a pain here in the studio because it's a big box set, and I don't have like all that space, but I'm dealing with it. So the premise of the box set is this. They, they get, gather all of the material that recorded by Coltrane in um, the Van Gelder studio in this pivotal year of 1958. He was in the studio seven times for Prestige that year. And um, so they put all of that material together, all of it, in a, in a beautiful package. I mean, it's gorgeous, with uh, 40 pages of liner notes by the Coltrane biographer Ashley Kahn. Then they surround it with beautiful photos by, you know, like Francis Wolfe and Esmond Edwards. And then they have complete descriptions of all of the recording dates. And um, and you've got this, this gorgeous set. I mean... Yeah, I love it. And, you know, and, and it tells you which albums and, um, and you know, what makes the set. I mean, you know, like the, the packaging is great. It's fantastic. But, you know, what makes it is the music. Um, and, you know, I was saying that, you know, 58 was a really pivotal year for Coltrane. If you've listened to my previous show, you'll, you'll know certain things that, you know, he had, he had kicked the heroin habit in 1957. And he was playing clean for the entire year in 58 for the first time, probably in his professional life. And also in, in 1957, the year before this, he had joined the Thelonious Monk group. And um, that was a really big turning point for him. And he described it as a really important learning experience in his development. And I'm going to play music from that on a new sh- on the next, sh- not my next show, but on a subsequent show because I love that music too. And he was very prolific in 58, not just these seven recording days for Prestige, but he was working again with Miles Davis, 
And he refused released a couple of albums with Miles, including um, Milestones. So, um, and also '58 was like a you know like a pivotal year. Like he's pivoting from here, you know, doing all this stuff like a lot of standards, blues, and then he's about to go off onto the next chapter in his career, leaving Prestige and signing with a much bigger label, Atlantic, and then you know venturing off into Giant Steps and my favorite thing. So, in '58 uh, he was in a great place and producing just great music. He was um, on fire, really. And, um, okay, so I know it's the near the top of the hour or at the top of the hour, so it's time for my break. And then we're going to come back with another ballad from the Soul Train album. I'm going to wind up playing the entire Soul Train album here for you uh, because I love it. And um, that's the music uh, from this period that I am the most familiar with, and I love it all. And I felt bad when I played I Want to Talk About You on the... July show and it was full of surface noise and I couldn't really share it the way I wanted to share it. So let me take my break first because it's near the top of the hour or maybe even a minute or two past the top of the hour, but I'm allowed to do that. So this is uh, Al Perlman, Jazz Collector Live, WTBR FM, Pittsfield, 89.7 Community Radio, and we will be right back. It's a revolution! Yeah, baby, yeah! 89.7 WTBR FM, Pittsfield. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8, and if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. All right, you know, Coltrane was such a great ballad player, and there are so many great uh, ballads on this set. And I, I'm going to have to play I, I, at least a couple, because um, I see your face before me, and I want to talk about you. I want to talk about you was originally on Soul Train record, and um, it's one of my wife's favorites. And uh, and the lovely J, Mrs. JC and I are going to be in the car for a little bit the next uh, couple of weeks doing a little holiday, which I will talk about later because uh, I may not be live on the air as I normally am on the a couple of Sundays, but this Sunday I will be live doing this show, this particular show. Anyway, I'm starting to ramble again, but this is a great track. It's also from Soul Train. I want to talk about you. Thank you. 
Yeah, I love that little cadenza at the end. And you know, I was listening to it in the studio, and you know, Red Garland takes that nice solo, and he quotes, "If you could see me now," which quotes Groovin High. So we got a little dizzy and bird connection in there on on that beautiful ballad. Um, so I mentioned that Soul Train of, of the Prestige recordings is my favorite record. And my second favorite record is a, called, a record called Setting the Pace. Now, the thing that um, with, with, with Prestige is the, uh, the owner, Bob Weinstock, wouldn't necessarily release the albums in, 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 in any particular order. And he would hold on to records and it re- release them later. So you would might get a record in the 1960s that's a new Coltrane record that was recorded in 1958. And, you know, he's really, you know, moved on. He's on the Impulse label. He's already skipped the Atlantic label. Now he's on the Impulse label. And, you know, Re- Weinstock is still putting out, you know, records with Coltrane as a leader. So it's, it's a really interesting thing. So one of the albums that sort of came out a little bit, you know, toward the end is setting the pace and there are a couple of tracks on there that I just I just love and I just want to play so um, we'll start with uh, since I'm going to be in the car with the lovely Mrs. JC uh, I will play if there is someone lovelier than you and the answer is no there's not Thank you. 
All right, let's take a quick break. This is Jazz Collector Live, Al Perlman, WTBO. Whoops, there's a song going on. I got to turn the thing down. Sorry about that. Now, now we can take a break. Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Community College. BCC provides access to higher education to everyone in Berkshire County and beyond, offering more than 50 high-quality programs, small class sizes, and an affordable education to help their students of all ages achieve their dreams. At BCC, their middle name is Community. And from Park Square Productions. Park Square Productions provides high-quality video and audio productions for businesses and nonprofit organizations throughout the Berkshires. Find more information about Park Square Productions and what they can do for you at parksquareproductions.com. The classic rock you love and the new rock you need. WTBR. All right, so I can't play um, If There Is Someone Lovelier Than You without also playing I See Your Bass face before me because they are together on the album uh, um, and because they are great and there's you know it's that set in the pace album it's it's uh, they're both uh, the Arthur Schwartz Howard Dietz songs and they just go together and this is another just gorgeous ballad so um, it's another one I guess for the lovely Mrs. JC she's she's getting a good um, good dose of uh, Coltrane ballad stuff and um, yeah here we go Thank you. 
to the opposite so this was written as a ballad it's a track called russian lullaby and it was written by irving berlin as a as a tender ballad and in in the box set that i have this craft box set of coltrane 58 the author ashley khan takes a long time to talk about this tune and i'm going to read you some of the stuff and then i'm looking at the clock how am i going to do this i'm going to read you some of the stuff and then i'm going to take a quick break and then come back with the song Russian Lullaby. So while I'm taking the break, think about this. Okay. So here's what he writes. Um, he writes a bunch of stuff before, but you know, you know, kind of saying, Oh, this was just a simple hushed melody. He writes dreaming of a, of a better days in the land of that's free. Uh, meaning America, because he came from a shtetl in Russia. Coltrane leaps into the tune, blistering his way through the melody and into his ensuing improvisation, as stunning in its ceaseless urgency as it in the as it is in the fluid extended patterns of sixteenth notes that wash over and into the ears in a manner most unlike the melodic propulsion most members of jazz conoscente favored. It demanded a letting go of expectations and an oral generosity. After Coltrane was done, gone with the lull in the lullaby, the original mood and message of Berlin's song, but he had one more thing to say, all in a brief, explosive, unaccompanied cadenza near the end of the tune. In a mere 30 seconds, starting at 4 minutes 57 seconds, Coltrane outshone the fury of his prior solo and gave this uh, improvisation its own character, developing ideas in a breathless flow. His lines shoot skyward, and he brings them back gently, rhythmically in control, emotionally on point. It wasn't merely the speed of the statement, the first 10-second st stretch contains almost 90 notes. It was the bravado and the knowledge, the amount of harmonic information being conveyed, and the soulful precision of articulation. Now, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Uh, and Wabo Anstak said to him, what is that? And he said, it's called Russian lullaby. And Coltrane said, rushing lullaby, and cracked up. So anyway, I'm going to take this uh, last of my breaks, 
and then I am going to come back and you will hear what this guy was just describing in Russian or rushing lullaby. Underwriters are so important for keeping this station alive. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. I'd like to thank our local businesses for supporting Pittsfield Community Radio and for believing in the mission of the station. When you hear underwriting messages on the air, you know those companies support WTBR-FM. If you're listening now and your business would like to join in and support us, call me today at 445-4234 and get involved or visit us at WTBRFM.com. It will make all the difference. The classic rock you love and the new rock you need. WTBR. All right, Russian Lullaby. This is the last one from Coltrane. I played the, the Soul Train, rather. I played the whole Soul Train album. Thank <laughs> you. 
bad. Guy could play, couldn't he? <laughs> all right. So all these albums that were recorded in 58 on Prestige were issued under Coltrane's name, except one, which was issued under, um, it was uh, it was really a Kenny Burrell record. It was issued as Col- Kenny Burrell and John Coltrane on the New Jazz label, New Jazz 8276, recorded March 7th, 1958. I'm going to play a couple of tracks from that. I'm going to start with the track called I Never Knew. And it features uh, Coltrane on tenor saxophone, Kenny Burrell on guitar, Tommy Flanagan on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and uh, Jimmy Cobb on uh, drums. Thank you. 
from the same album, Why Was I Born? just beautiful it's the end of the show i I have uh, one more song to play and then i'm out of here uh it's been great playing this great john coltrane music for you um we'll be back with more coltrane of course and and episodes to come and i will be out for the next two weeks i said i'm going to be in the car a lot with the lovely mrs jc we're taking a holiday and we're heading to points south and um what was I going to say? So I'm going to do reruns uh, for the next two weeks. So uh, I, I, they might be Coltrane. I, I have to decide, but I think I'm going to. I'm just in the Coltrane head, and you know, I think I'm just going to play some more Coltrane. But we'll see. So uh, in the meantime, I'm going to leave with you with "Do I Love You Because You Are Beautiful." <laughs> 